0: Father, we praise you for all of the stories in the Bible that tell of your goodness toward us and your love for the whole world. We praise you for the story of Mary and Joseph, the shepherds and the angels and the wise men and the star. We praise you for the carols that we get to sing, the joy we share in celebrating the coming of your son. And Lord, tonight we praise you more that it is not just A story but a message that tells of the birth of the Savior of the world the one who's coming to open the way back to you for all who will open their lives to him God we praise you that Jesus has promised that no matter what we're facing whether it brings pain or pleasure joy or sorrow despair or hope whether in the rush or in the stillness, in the noise or the quiet. He is, you are, Emmanuel, God with us. Let the church say amen. Amen. Well, Merry Christmas. It's like that last Amazon package you've been waiting on to arrive. It's finally here, y'all. It's Christmas Eve. And if you've been journeying with us as a church family, we've been walking through Advent. That's the reason we have the semi-raging inferno up to the front left that the boys are keeping a watch on. And I've been informed Bob is also watching it in a major way. He's ready to yell at a moment's notice should history repeat itself. I'll let you read into that all you want to. Um, It's a delight to have you here. If you're our guests here this evening, especially our guest musician, what a joy to have you all with us Our Grace Covenant singers and Julia, lovely, lovely job tonight. There's not really a greeting for Advent, so we could say blessed Advent, I guess. That sounds spiritual, I don't know. Um, But we're just happy to be together this night. After all this year, the last two years has held. I mean, just, you know, life in general. And then, on top of that, many in this room have dealt with significant loss this year in some area of life or another. And I've come tonight to remind you that God is with us. He's here. He loves you. And He wants you to be as close to Him as He made possible through the death, burial, and resurrection of His precious Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, these past four weeks, we have journeyed through these attributes that kind of reveal themselves through the Advent story. And our theme has been God with us. That word, Emmanuel, that's what that means. God with us with us long ago before luke 2 if you're starting with the christmas story the prophet isaiah kind of told it it was in a lot of the prophets it actually shows up in genesis believe it or not but isaiah brought some clarity to it when he said that in isaiah 7 the lord himself will give you a sign behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name emmanuel and then our scripture reading today finished up the Christmas story reading with that passage that said, and this was, all this happened so that it would fulfill what the Lord said, that Emmanuel would come, God would be with us. It's a powerful account. Jesus coming to the earth as the most wonderful gift in history. In our time together now, I want to briefly trace our way through those portions that we've covered and land tonight on the final sermon in the series. I'm sorry, homily. They put homily in the bulletin tonight to remind me it's not a full sermon. So I'll do an abbreviated version, but the final homily tonight, God with us brings Jesus. God with us brings Jesus. You can put your thumb in Romans 5, I'm gonna get there by way of our Advent journey. The first thing we learned in the Advent story this year is that God with us brings hope. God with us brings hope. The book of Luke begins with an account of Jesus' birth, and in, most of us start in Luke 2, but in Luke 1, we learned of Zechariah and Elizabeth, and here was a woman and man who were up in age and were barren, and the shame that was attached with that and that culture was significant. There was great stigma there, and yet... They didn't let that weight them down. They were active in life and ministry and in the community. The Bible says that they honored God in significant and remarkable ways. They held on to what the prophets had said in the Old Testament. Isaiah really fanned that flame in Isaiah 9 when he said, For unto us a child is born, We sing the song Silent Night at this time. We're going to close our service with that in just a few moments, holding those lit candles. Parents, heads up, coming soon. Holding those lit candles, we're going to sing Silent Night together. But you need to recognize there were hundreds of years of silent nights between the end of the Old Testament that we have and the beginning of the New Testament. And the Lord speaks to Zechariah and he speaks to Elizabeth and grants them a child you talk about hope hope was alive in Israel it was alive again hope on earth at the deepest levels was alive again how is your hope today God may not uh, be about to grant you that size and scope of miracle but how is your hope tank some folks might ask Only the Lord Jesus Christ can bring a hope that lasts. When we have a living relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, we know that focusing on gratitude every day for the little things, for the big things, can refuel and grow our hope. Here's my prayer for all of us, Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. God with us brings hope. God with us brings love. We talked about Mary and Joseph and this remarkable love story. Can you imagine this young couple and the woman that is going to be his wife betrothed to him contractually already married but not yet at that consummation of the wedding and the celebration of the marriage says to him i'm pregnant and that which is in me is of the holy spirit well the lord had to do a deep and abiding work in them so that their love would tether to each other in just the right ways and at just the right times, God lovingly provided what Mary and Joseph needed most, a love that was more than what culture had to offer, a love that was more than what the zeitgeist of the day had to say about it. God does the same for us. God is love, and God gives his love to us freely. And as we walk with the Lord, God's love flows through us to others to bring Him glory. In 1 John 4, 16, the Bible says, We come to know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in Him. We love because He first loved us. He's the author and the finisher of love. This is love that knit the universe together. This is love that knit you and me together. And this is the kind of love that entered the world as a helpless human baby to identify with and be one of us and willingly lay down his life and be killed under the unimaginable burden of the sins of the world. That's you. That's me. And did that so that we might be restored in love and right relationship with God. Love has come into our world in the person of Emmanuel, God with us. What the world needs now is this kind of love. God with us brings hope, love, joy. Back to Elizabeth. She personified that joy, and when she found out that she was going to be pregnant, she was overjoyed when Mary showed up to visit her carrying the baby Jesus well, Elizabeth just flipped out a little bit. She was overwhelmed with joy. It erupted from Elizabeth, and she proclaims to Mary, Behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. I heard a bad sermon one Christmas called, You Make My Baby Leap. Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> no thanks. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Elizabeth's joy was contagious, and from that, Mary would say, my soul does magnify the Lord, and my spirit rejoices, the active verb of joy. This kind of joy is fueled by Christ himself, the kind of joy that you and I need that makes it through those long, tear-filled nights, so the joy waits for us in the morning. It's a joy that only comes from God, It's inexpressible. In fact, in 1 Peter 1, the Bible says, though you've not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you still believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Christmas is characterized by joy not because the gifts are right and the lights are lit, but because of the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hope, love, joy, peace. Silent night, not really for the shepherds. When the angels showed up and started talking to them, shepherds, there was no record in history that they could remember at the moment where angelic beings appeared to shepherds. Religious things happened at religious places, not in the fields with shepherds keeping watch over their flock by night. And the first word the angel says to them is what? Fear not. Why? Why? Because they were afeard. Um That's just how that works. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And then it concludes, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. God with us was here, and he was here for the shepherds, the outcasts, the downtrodden, and those who didn't measure up, those whom society did not expect God to appear to. And to all who received him, he brought a message of peace. This is not just peace that's brokered by a treaty. This is the peace of shalom a concept deeply ingrained in the understanding of the Jews. It's more than the absence of fighting. It's a peace that's the fullness of safety and completeness and wholeness because of who God is. It's a peace that settles our soul deeply, and it's a peace, I have to make mention of this, it's a peace that we hold on to that keeps us as children of God looking forward to the return of Christ one day soon. Christ is coming back and He will heal all of the sadness. He will make untrue all of the broken things. He will restore God's complete kingdom of shalom. The second coming mentioned in the Bible outnumbers references to the Christmas story 8 to 1. Scholars have identified 1,845 scriptures that point to his soon return. Just as there was a precise moment in time when the human and divine zygote attached itself to the womb of a virgin, there will be a precise moment when the divine human Lord declares history is over and rolls up the universe and makes everything right. Can the church say amen? Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. The Apostle Paul would write to us about this peace. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What we need this Christmas is the Prince of Peace himself. And that brings us to the thought tonight, God with us brings Jesus. Jesus actually came. It's more than a story. It's a message with flesh on. The word, the Bible says, became flesh. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. Luke's description is so understated yet definitive. The Messiah came into the world in the most humble of ways, human, infant. We've got a newborn in the building tonight, fresh out of the oven. I'm so excited he's here. Poor, vulnerable, physically dependent. A miracle, the greatest of all miracles, yet a quiet miracle. And the miraculous announcements that came and the events surrounding his birth were at first quiet and personal, even controversial in the appearance for Mary and Joseph. They were unexpected, localized to lowly outcasts and to foreign sages who were on the lookout for such an unexpected disruption of eternity. And still, in the middle of it all, Jesus, our Emmanuel, our God with us. Jesus is hope. Jesus is love. Jesus is joy. And Jesus is peace. Jesus said that he'd come to give life when the enemy had come to take it. He said he's the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by him. Listen to me. Here tonight, guests that maybe walked in from South End. We're so glad you're here. Folks that uh, wondered if we were—I um, don't know what you thought was happening when you saw the fence up. I'm glad you scaled the fence and made it into the building. Grace Covenant family, Jesus—he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is who we figuratively waited on and prepared for through advent and he is who we now actually wait on and prepare for every single day because he's coming back he is coming back but until then he's with us in the person of the Holy Spirit. I gave a reference for this. I told you to put your thumb in Romans 5. I want you to see all of the Advent words show up in this passage. I'm just going to read the text and then we're done. Actually, I'd like for you to read it with me if you don't mind. Let's put Romans 5 on the screen. Just five verses. I wonder if you could read it where you're seated right now. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. If you went back into that verse, you know what you, word you'd see? Peace, rejoicing, hope, love, Jesus. Do you know Him like that? If you don't, you can. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our surrender. And He's worthy of our submission to Him in every area. Of our lives. Can I give you a moment of quiet, just a few seconds of quiet, to worship this Jesus? Then we're going to light some candles. Lord, again, we thank you. For Jesus, I'm going to ask the elders to come now as we prepare to uh, light the candles in this final stage of our Christmas celebration. Singers and musicians, if you'll take your place as well. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to send the elders down the middle aisles. They're going to be, um, shall I say, lovingly, gently fire starters. They're going to light the flame and then you're going to share that flame next to you. Parents, We appreciate all of the help that you can give. I've got two elders. Let me grab two deacons. Thank you. Come on. Scott's there. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. We're good. We got everybody set. Excellent. Okay. And then we're going to sing Silent Night together, but the first verse is going to be a solo for us, and then we'll join in as a congregation. This is a wonderful part. Thank you, sir. Craig, if you will, well, you're going to light. Okay. There we go.